Welcome to All Caring Conversations. Your health and wellness matters. I'm your host, Tracy Dawn Brewer. Today, I'm very happy to introduce you to Tyler Barney. Tyler is one of the newest members of our wellness team, and he is so upbeat, motivating, sincere, and positive. I hope you enjoy this topic of the power of one and take some ideas away to start implementing this program into your hour, your day, your week, and more, one step at a time. Welcome back to a new episode of Alt Caring Conversations. Today, I'm really excited to introduce you to Tyler Barney. Tyler is a health and wellness coach and a personal trainer with Alt Care on the wellness team. And Tyler, I would love for you to share a little bit about your journey with Alt Care and your experience and education in this field. Sure. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for having me today. Really excited to share my perspective. Uh, as far as my experience with All Care so far, it's been an incredible one. I'm actually coming up on one year here in a few, I think it's a, a week or two now. Um, it's been a blast working with this incredible team. We um, typically have me going out to do health coaching, uh, personal training sessions, uh, presenting to some companies, things along those lines, and sometimes just being the cheesy quote sharing guy. Sometimes they just have me do that as well. Uh, so as far as my background in education, uh, my education background is in exercise physiology. And my experience that's led me to this point, it's been a lot of incredible opportunities working in anything from nonprofit to community health and recreational health, uh, personal training, fitness coaching, sports and arts academy, all kinds of really cool opportunities that have ultimately led me to where I am today on the wellness team. That's terrific. Wow, that's a whole you know, bunch of information that I didn't even realize that you were involved with before. So that's great, Tyler. I love hearing that because it helps you relate to different you know, parts of our community. And I think that that's very important. We're really yeah. happy to have you on our team. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And I love when we were setting up this podcast and talking about the um, topic and um, you had one of the best answers to the question. I always ask everybody, like, why do you want to be on our podcast? Usually it's because I'm like asking people, but I loved your answer because you said your perspective can be a powerful, a powerful one. And you never know who may benefit from hearing yours. And just like you said, sharing your perspective. I couldn't agree more. So I'm really excited that we have you on today to talk about this um, great topic. Um, it's called the power of one. And your advice to our listeners is that every action that we take has impact. Sometimes it's just a matter of taking time to recognize it. And I know that the uh, power of one, it has a pretty profound meaning. And um, I'd like for you to share what that is and the advice that you have around it. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, at the end of the day, when it, the power of one comes back to perspective, I believe that perspective is one of the most powerful things in our life that we can control. So for me, this is near and dear to my heart. Uh, it takes me way back. Growing up, my mom, <clears throat> excuse me, my mom always taught me this one lesson. She always said, Tyler, words have power. She'd always say, don't say it unless you mean it, because you never know how much impact a single word can have. And throughout my life, that's, that lesson's expanded quite a bit. You learn that the right word from the right person at the right time can change your day or completely shift the trajectory of your life. Yeah. 
And just to share a little quote that I love as well, they say that if you take a small pebble and drop it into a body of water, it has enough impact to ripple across a generation. So whether it be your words, whether it be a, a pebble in a body of water, how about our actions that we take and the impact it has on our day-to-day and our overall health and well-being? Uh, so that's kind of the big picture idea behind the power of one is the impact that we have every day, every minute is a lot bigger than we realize. Yeah. And I can see how that can play into uh, things that you think about. So with your mind and with the actions that um, surround you and it is, you're, you're so right. Your mother was so correct. You know, it just is amazing when you think back to people throughout your life who have uh, said something to encourage you and it stuck with you even way back to like kindergarten, first right. grade. You know, I remember that one teacher that said that one thing that just made me, you know, want to pursue my dreams. And I think that you could translate that, like you said, all the way back to, you know, how you feel physically. And I think that's what the direction that we're going to go into today is how that power of one applies to our physical activities, our thoughts and brain activities, of course, and really rest and sleep activities. So how do we break down our approach to focusing on our activities? Sure. Yeah. I I love to come back to the same saying. I would say one minute, one day, one year, one life. You know, when it comes to whatever the category might be, it could be our mental health. It could be physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, so many categories of our wellness. What we can do is take our perspective from, the big picture are long-term goals, which are important, but we can take those and start to break them down into digestible pieces and start to realize the impact that we're having along that journey, not just once we reach the end of it. Uh, for a lot of us, we often, <clears throat> excuse me, for a lot of us, we often look at that long-term goal and we say, hey, once I reach that, then I'm good. Uh, but how are we feeling along the way? A lot of times you hear, I fell off the bandwagon or I'm not feeling motivated. We hear so many terms like that. Um, but I want to, what I try to encourage people with is give yourself a little credit and show yourself some love because what we're doing day to day, though it might not be as much as we want to at times, you're not wasting time. There's still changes happening. There's still benefits happening. Uh, so what if we can just focus in, shift that perspective a little bit and start to see those we might just be surprised at what kind of momentum that can build along the way. Yeah. I like how you broke that down to that, you know, one day or one hour, one day, one month, one year, you're just taking this huge picture and breaking it down to something that maybe you can control a little bit. And yes, giving yourself some grace. That is so important. It's so hard to remember to do. We're really our worst critics and we're so hard on ourselves. Mm So does one activity take precedence over another in importance? Um, Should we try to focus really on um, kind of multiple things at once to hit that one goal? Like how do we, how do we approach this? No, that's a great question. I think for a lot of us, there's so many things that we know we could work on. We could improve. um, But as far as which one takes precedence over another, uh, what I'd like to encourage people with is to take a step back and lay a foundation. Start asking yourself questions such as, where am I at in this 
specific area, whatever it might be, we'll say physical, uh, mental, wherever it might be for you, my sleep patterns, my hygiene, take a step back and, and learn where you're at with that at this point in time. And then ask the follow-up question, is this something that I should focus on right now? Or is there another area that could be a little more beneficial for me at this time? In wellness, we talk a lot about balance. And sometimes taking that step back just for a moment to lay that foundation is just so crucial to figure out for you what takes precedence over the other areas. Yeah, I think sometimes one area could affect the other, almost like a domino effect. So really kind of stepping back and assessing what you need to focus on and to make sure it's not, you know, get this taken care of first so you can go to that next step. So I think when you look at your wellness journey overall, what kind of roadblocks do we need to be aware of or uh, prepare for? Sure. And I think we all face a lot of different kinds of roadblocks, but some of the most common ones I hear a lot of time is people feel they have a lack of time. Uh, they don't have enough time to to work on or improve in a certain area. You know, people may say things such as, "My, I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. I don't have the direction of what to do. I want to do this, but I don't know where to go with it. Um, I think a lot of times a roadblock we face, but we don't always realize it, is we just overload ourselves a bit. I like to think of a wellness journey as building a wall. And rather than trying to focus on laying one brick at a time, we tend to just try to throw the whole wall up at once and see if it'll remain stable. Um, so a lot of times I feel like those are some common roadblocks that we face, and which is why I think the power of one is so helpful as far as our perspective is we take that and we just back it up a little bit and we start building a little bit at a time uh, and celebrate yourself along the way. Yeah, that's how we, I would say we build a little bit of momentum there and kind of helps us overcome uh, those roadblocks because when we can narrow it down to something small, our reasons such as time or energy and motivation, those things become a little less uh, overbearing or stressful or they begin to hold us back a little bit less because when our focus is digestible, it tends not to take up so much mental capacity or seem like it's going to take up so much time, energy, and we celebrate those small victories along the way. So it helps with the motivation, right? So that's where I kind of think the power one can be pretty flexible and helping us with some of those roadblocks. Yeah, th those are great suggestions. And you mentioned something about your perspective. You know, how do we prepare for those shifts in our perspective? Maybe it's because we've hit a goal or maybe just like you said, we tried to put that entire wall up. What can we do to prepare for uh, our, our perspective shifts? Yeah, that's a great question as well. I think one of the big things we can do is really, as mentioned before, by laying that foundation, by having a kind of a vision and idea of where you want to be, I think just taking some time to consider what those roadblocks might be for you ahead of time. And by doing so, you can start to come up with some responses or what your plan is going to be if you face those ahead of time. So if we have that in our back pocket of what our response is going to be, then those roadblocks might not be as challenging to overcome once we face them. You know, because behind every perspective shift, you know, we have our reason, we have a purpose, we have desire, we have a recognition of the benefits of why we want to do what we're doing. Um, so I think just equipping yourself with a lot of those different things, uh, always coming back to your foundational piece and your reason why you're doing it, 
I think this can be really, really helpful with maintaining the perspective shift, overcoming the barriers. And uh, as we already said, creating those building blocks and creating some momentum for ourselves. I know when we get started with a new goal or, you know, this power of one, we have a lot of momentum. How can we take that momentum and make it last through the entire journey? Sure. Um, I think when it comes to momentum, you hear it a lot with things such as smart goals. We try to get people to break things down. Um, Momentum, I believe, is built up and comes from our small successes, our small victories along the way. So something such as the power of one, breaking something down to what are the benefits in one minute, one day, one week, uh, by recognizing those things, we can celebrate them along the way. And I think that's what builds up that momentum for us. Say, hey, I'm not failing. I'm winning one minute at a time, one day at a time. And being able to take those things and give ourselves some fuel with it. I think that's how we build up that momentum a little bit and maintain it because we're constantly recognizing that I'm doing well, I am succeeding, and I am moving towards the goal or the place that I want to be in. Uh, Rather than seeing a pass fail, I made it, I didn't make it, you say, hey, I reached a checkpoint along the way. So just a little bit different of a perspective there on that. You're so positive, Tyler. I love that enthusiasm. I'm a very positive person too. I think it can exhaust a lot of people. But I think that it's so encouraging to hear, you know, you've got a a way to look at something with a brighter perspective. And, you know, what's the most challenging aspects being a personal trainer and coach? You know, what do you face as a challenge with with us who you're trying to help? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of different challenges you might face. Uh, Real quick to speak on the, the positive side. I appreciate your positivity, Tracy. Yeah, sometimes people might say uh, you're just an optimist, but all I'm saying is we're being realistic. We're just choosing to focus on the positive things, right? I love that. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But as far as some of the challenges or some of the biggest challenges we face as coaches, one of the biggest things is recognizing that every single person that comes to you has a different background, has a different story, has different strengths, different abilities, different capabilities. And I think being able to take your expertise, your knowledge, and being able to shape it and adjust it and mold it to suit that specific person, that can be challenging at times. It takes some patience. It takes some intentionality. And it takes you as a coach having a willingness to connect with somebody and learn who they are as a person before you can really offer them the best service moving forward. So that can be challenging because it takes time and you know trust takes some time to build up at times. Oh, yes, you're right. Trust is huge. So as a participant, you know, I know I can be very stubborn. You know, what can we do to help you help us? What can, I mean, I'm sure like being open-minded, but are there some hints that you can tell us as a participant, hiring a wellness coach, working with a wellness coach, with a personal trainer, what can we do? Yeah, I think coming in with just an idea of, maybe it's a rough idea of something that you want to specifically work on and improve. It can help to focus in the meeting kind of get some um, some progress or some uh, momentum going and you're meeting a little bit easier, a little quicker. Um, with that being said, if, if you're really not sure, you don't know what direction you want to go in or what to do at all, that's okay as well. To your point, I think that's where just coming in with the willingness to have an open mind, to discuss, to be willing to work together, to come up with the steps, the game plan moving forward can be huge. 
So I think just that openness and willingness, yeah. being willing to come in and just yeah, be willing to try something new or maybe try something you've done before with a slightly new uh, approach. So I think that can be helpful for the member and the coach as well. Just helps working together and focusing on your time. Sure, because maybe your physician or a provider or you've worked with a dietitian and they suggested working with a wellness coach and you've never done that. So you're kind of going into it a little bit unaware, like, what are the questions I need to ask? You know, what do I expect? So what kind of communication can you expect when you're working with a personal trainer or a wellness coach um, when you go along that path? Yeah, I think obviously communication is huge, but what you can expect working with a coach, you know, just getting an overview of what it is that a, a specifically a health wellness coach can assist with, is usually going to be the first thing. We're going to talk through, here's what we do, here's what we don't do. Um, and then being also communicating about how if there's things that we don't assist with, you mentioned a dietitian, right? Um, I can assist with nutrition to a certain extent, but there comes a point where I think working with a specialist, maybe you better use your time beyond what we're doing. So I think just getting the clarity on what it is, what the expectations are and what assistance can be provided, that's going to be first and foremost. And then from there, we're just building the structure, helping to lay that foundation and then helping to guide your strengths, your abilities uh, towards the vision that you come up with together. So talking through things such as that and then leaving with a game plan and an idea of how you're going to follow up and maintain that communication moving forward. Uh, it's hard to get specific with that because every person is going to look a little different. Some people like to communicate face-to-face -face, over the phone, via email. Um, they like to just get a, a cheesy motivational quote every now and then. So <laughs> as far as expectation of communication, I would just expect it to, to be unique to you. It might look a little different every time. And that, that's okay. Today's episode is brought to you by the Altman Anywhere app. Staying healthy just got so much easier. The app offers healthy tips, practical advice, and helps you find expert care in top-ranked specialties near you. Check urgent care wait times, access your patient portal, pay your bill, schedule an appointment, and more. Download the app today on your mobile device app platform. That's good to know. So when you're uh, working as part of a team, um, let's say you are working with uh, a member who is also working with their provider, their PCP, um, maybe also a dietitian on the alt care wellness team. Do you communicate with those other people on the team? So for example, if you've told a member to do a certain amount of crunches and they can't do them, do you let their PCP know? And their dietitian know that way during that next appointment, they can address, Hey, I heard you're having, you know, you know, problems doing this, or, you know, maybe we to assess, you know, mobility or, you know, do you communicate like that with those team members? Well, as far as communicating with other team members, uh, absolutely work together, but I will say with the confidentiality of the member in mind. Uh, so if they're open to, um, working with a dietitian, they're open to working with a cessation specialist. Uh, that's something that I would communicate with the member. And then if they would be open to it, then we communicate with the other team members quite a bit. So the wellness team works together really, really well. Uh, we refer to each other, playing off each other's strengths. Uh, as far as the primary care uh, doctor, that might be something we help a member to find. We don't typically work directly with the PCP, but as far as helping the member to communicate them or find them, that's where we'd step in there. 
So okay. communica- communication is huge. It would just depend on what the member would be comfortable with uh, branching off into. Yeah, that's great. That's great that you talked with that member and, and really customized their level of communication that you would like to have with other team members. That, that's wonderful to know. So how can a member reach out to access um, working with you and um, getting help from you? Yeah. yeah. So whether it's getting my, my contact via email or just contacting the wellness department as a whole, uh, typically by reaching out there, they're going to get you connected with whoever you're looking for. Um, it might be a few people you're looking for there. That's typically going to be the best way. You can probably find our contact on the All Care website as well. Uh, those are probably the best ways to reach me or our team. Yeah. Yeah. We have a health and wellness section with um, within Alt Care and actually with our Medicare lines too. So um, it's accessible to that. And um, when we were talking about the power of one, that's a whole method. Is that is that right? Are there resources that can be directed um, in our show notes for the power of one? So yeah, at the end of the, uh, so I have a, a PowerPoint put together with just some basic information of the power of one. And within that, there's all kinds of resources, everything from the Heart Association, the CDC. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely something you can attach here. People can find more information on. Um, but ultimately with the power of one, just remembering that being willing to take whatever your focus is, being able to, to break it down into something that's digestible, and then also being willing to recognize the benefits and celebrate those along the way. So the more resources you find, the more of those benefits you can see. So take some time to look into it and uh, find different ways you can show yourself some love. Yeah, I'll definitely add all of those resources from the PowerPoint um, within the show notes because they're excellent. Thank you, Tyler, for sharing all this great information and working with our community members and our, you know, health plan members uh, to be well. I really appreciate your time and your knowledge. Thanks again for uh, being on our uh, show. Tracy, thank you so much for having me and for providing a platform for so many uh, members of our team and our community to, to step up and to share their their heart, their perspective. Um, really excited to be a part of it. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Bye.